Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, and you're listening to Retrek. Hello and welcome to Retrek. My name's Dr. Squee. I'm in for Commodore James this week, who's still recuperating. This week we've got some really special interviews, which I did a little while ago for our sister show, Gallifrey Stands. I went to Sci-Fi Ball 22, a fantastic event. Please go to scifiball.com for more information and to book for future events. I interviewed Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating, who are respectively Trip and Reed from Enterprise. Casey Biggs, who of course played Dumas, or uh, Legate Dumas, in DS9, and Vaughn Armstrong, who played Admiral Forrest in Enterprise. They not only spoke to me one-on-one, we've also got some highlights from panels with the guys, and a song even from uh, Casey and Vaughn, who uh, do a little band together. It's a really wonderful show, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy this week's show, and uh, I'll be back to wrap things up at the end. My name is Vaughn Armstrong. I've actually done 12 different characters. Probably the most notable is Admiral Forrest in Enterprise. Uh, Dominic Keating, uh, Lieutenant Malcolm Reed, Enterprise. Connor Trenier, uh, Commander Trip Tucker. Casey Biggs here, uh, Legate Damar, Deep Space Nine. So guys, uh, first of all, I thought since it's the uh, 50th anniversary of uh, Star Trek this year, it might be cool if you could each share a memory you might have of watching Star Trek before you were on it. Sure. Uh, We started watching it in 1966 in the premiere, and uh, it was my father's favorite show. So it was one of the few things we really did together, because he's generally working, and we watched Star Trek and fished together. That's pretty much it. Nice. I watched the original show growing up in Leicester um, by about the sort of end of the 60s. And I remember nagging my dad something rotten to get one of the first colour TVs in our street by 72, 73 to watch Star Trek in colour and being blown away that Spock's shirt was blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, it was on reruns and it came before a show called Perry Mason and those were the two hours that we got before mom and dad came home from teaching. And um, yeah, that's uh, the original series. And I watched the original series, the only series I actually watched since, since we, I got into Deep Space Nine. But I always wanted to be uh, William Shatner. Then, not now. I don't want to be him now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I... But you may be yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, Vaughn, uh, I noticed on your IMDb, first of all, before you had worked on Star Trek, as well as appearing as other aliens in Star Trek, you also appeared with uh, Scott Bakula in Quantum Leap. I did. In the Christmas episode. 
I did, as a matter of fact, yeah. Santa Claus, yes? No, I was Donald (laughs) Trump's father, as a matter of fact. (laughs) That racist, uh, I'm sorry. And uh, I've it. a question you haven't heard before. This he is would have, uh, he, he, I went back in time, you know, I would travel through time, and uh, I was a, uh, a passenger in the back seat of a taxi he was driving. <clears throat> What's interesting about that is we, you know, it was maybe eight years, ten years before I got the, uh, the Enterprise, and I met him again in the costume room, and he, I started to introduce myself, and, and he said, No, no, I know you. You were Donald Trump's father, and he hadn't seen me in eight or ten yeah, years. And he's a great guy. Just, just indicative of what a great guy he yeah. is and uh, how bright he is. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, credits I noticed, uh, which I actually remember you from, was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, so God. were you already living in America at I that was, stage? That was my first TV show job in America. Yeah. Um, I made a little bit of Buffy history. So I was the first watcher of a vampire. In an idle moment, I got bit by said vampire, who was Jeff Cover, who ended up guesting on Enterprise a few episodes in the Zindi arc. Uh, and uh, then I, they morphed me into a vampire. First time they did that on Buffy in front of the camera, they actually sort of, you know, oh, had me become a vampire. Then we chased around Glendale for a week. And, uh, yeah. I remember when you were popping up in every show over here in the UK. Yes. In Love Children's show, which uh, I've noticed IMDb seems to have raised from history. Which one was that? I swear I remember you in Spats. No, I wasn't in Spats. No, but I it was uh, Diary of a Teenage Health Freak I was in yes. for a bit, a few episodes of that. What's it called? Diary of a Teenage Health Freak. <laughs> It was a series show. of books first, wasn't it? Yeah. That's on my cue. Did you say health freak? Yeah. Or, or oh, I thought you said hell freak. Yeah. That'd be uh, interesting. It was a good yeah. show. It was very sort funny. Sort of in the Adrian Mould mold. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, from books. With some books, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what else, of course? Then Desmond's. God bless, they're showing Desmond's again, I hear, like, nightly at the moment. Yeah. It's on channel. Should yeah. I pay you for that? Yeah. Do they pay you now? Yeah. Wow. Check is in the mail. Right. In the mail. Yeah. All thirty-four cents of it. Right? Yeah. No, it's, it's not foreign sales for me. This is just no. It's good. Quite a good oh, check. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of information we're letting out here. After all, after all these years, they're showing it. Yeah. God bless. I know. Isn't that great? That's great. I got to tell you though, I once got a residual check. In fact, twice for zero. <laughs> zero, zero dollars and X. They were talking about your performance, not your. It was in check form. Yes. That's the truth. They love rubbing it in, don't they? Yeah, yeah your actually, career's I, over, I by the way. It's really out. over. Yeah, some of those like penny checks, if you'd be willing to send that to the Actors Fund, but they can't do it legally. No. They have to send a check. Because yeah. mm-hmm. otherwise, you can see where the problem might lie. There would be other checks they wouldn't send. Mm-hmm. You don't mean to interrupt. Do you remember the bar uh, in L.A.? Residual. Still there. I don't know. They won't still give you a drink. No, but you, they used to give you a drink for any you residual can get an under a dollar. Torta sandwich, right? The place next door. It's knock uh, your socks off. Uh-huh. And now there's just too many of us with checks yeah. for under a dollar. Well, I mean, no, I've, I've gotten six or seven for one penny. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. costs them how much to. to uh, 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 I just uh, put them on my wall. Uh-huh. You're screwing up their entire. It's embarrassing to like want to go to the. I, I, save, I, do I it. save them up and buy loot paper with them. <laughs> <laughs> Taking camping. Yeah. Getting onto the uh, the Star Trek, of course, of it all. So, Demar, the fact that the thing I liked about that was uh, Star Trek's always been very good at introducing characters, uh, which maybe to begin with are kind of secondary characters, and they build up their arc. So, how was that? To, you know, were you expecting that to happen? With I thought character? I was going to do one day, one show, one day. Period. I ended up on the show for five years. 
And uh, I think it's interesting. If they like what you do, they write, they write more for you, and they write more for you. And I could have been killed off any number of times, and uh, I wasn't, so thank goodness. I, I killed was. a lot of other people off. Yeah, I you would just keep coming up any number of yeah, times. Yeah, you just kept coming back with different makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yes. Well, that brings me on to Enterprise. And uh, when you'd been cast as uh, the Admiral, mm -hmm. I take it that's because you built up the relationship of the other shows you've been on for, for DS9 and, and I Voyager. worked with that franchise for 16 years, actually, mm -hmm. uh, off and on doing 12 different characters. Yeah, and uh, they brought me in. They, they kept saying, Vaughn, we're going to give you a human. We're going to give you a human once, and it was so great because it was ten minutes in the makeup chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. The others were four and a half. The longest. You didn't was, know what to do with yourself, did you? I know. What am I going to do? Go golfing before I get on? Right. No, you, what you did do is you didn't have to be there at four in the morning. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and uh, uh, you know the longest makeup I did was six and a half hours. Oh, wow. Is that a No, actually, I don't think you guys knew that I did this, and I was in the scene with you. It was a cretacin. Uh -huh. But you On didn't know show? that that was me. Oh yes, and I. Oh, this I is before you got before they brought Admiral Forrest. No, I was Admiral Forrest. I'd been working with you oh, for you, several you, weeks, and I just didn't terrible. tell you it was me. And I was oh, in a conversation God. with you and all that, and you looking at me like you didn't know who I was. Are we assholes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were not as engaging as when I was uh, Admiral Forrest, but you were not. Uh, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So Enterprise, you were playing Admiral Forrest. Yes. And then they they cast you in a totally different... I did four characters on that show. Is that Enterprise? Right? Yeah. When you were playing Admiral Force? Yes. I have no Why don't you idea. let some of us do some crazy uh, work? <laughs> I, I, I did the tall guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping I might ask a question you hadn't been asked a million times, but not that you'd be finding out that you'd worked with each other oh, before. Amazing. <laughs> Like yeah, we, we had the conversation about that Mel Gibson film where the alien came down, you know, uh, and uh, they were, it was like the prelude to uh, uh, the, the, oh shoot, I can't remember the movie they were before, but the alien was there and he was living on a farm, oh, and your argument, yeah, yeah, yeah. your argument was that he wouldn't be on a farm without a gun. Uh -huh. You remember that? Remember no. that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just some guest star. Yeah. You didn't remember. Oh, anything. I don't remember a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was Apple Forest, anyway? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, uh, the, one of the things which I think shone through very early on in Enterprise was the uh, sort of romance, before it was called the bromance, of uh, Reed and Tripp. Uh, yeah. How was that play, and was that nice to? No, play? they're they're gay. They they live <laughs> they live together for a long time before we, they we fly together. Went back in the I mean? closet. Right? <laughs> yeah, we the, well, uh, now it's cool. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's, now they can get married. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's why your yeah. bookings appeared on this at the same time. All <laughs> bookings are that way now. Yeah, we share one bed, first class. <laughs> yeah, it's allowed. It's a, it's a bargain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really, nice, really nice working with Con in that respect. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about writers see something to write for, and they, they saw a chemistry between us early on and, and got going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last question, please. Okay, uh, well, just if you'd all like to just say one of your favorite kind of moments working on Star Trek. Hmm. When I got the check in the mail. <laughs> and it wasn't for zero. And it wasn't for zero. <laughs> no, yeah, that, I'll that tell you, my favorite, yeah. one of my favorites was the first Klingon. I did because it was the first big makeup thing that I had and he was a warrior I was just back from Vietnam and uh, 
uh, it, it kind of meant a lot to me to get that for a lot of reasons, both because Junie Lowry Johnson cast it, and after that she cast even then everything. Yeah, yeah she cast everything. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. So she cast Jesus too. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the shuttle pod one episode that Connor and I did that was a real treat early on to get that and yeah just get your feet really wet yeah um I would say that also uh, being pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I, was pregnant. Pregnant. I was pregnant in the third episode yeah see I told you, you Dominic and <laughs> Connor you know the only two guys in television history I think to, uh, to that point to be pregnant on TV were Scott and I Wait, were you an, you weren't an alien on that show? No, but I got I got together with one, and it didn't work out well for me. Did you have the baby? No, it was it was sort of a blastocyst on the ribs, and they had it removed and sent back, and it was, you know grew up to be a football player. Oh, well, those, <laughs> those sex scenes with T'Pol look like a tough day in the office. I've got to say, it's uh... not as easy as it seems. Yeah. My let's see. I think the last the last time I ever had to drink that goddamn canar was my favorite. <laughs> favorite episode because that was the worst stuff on the planet I'm telling you what did they well, put in that thing it was they didn't put anything in it it was caro syrup oh no go, I want you to go home and take a big ass drink of caro syrup <laughs> and then act like you like it what is caro syrup it's cooking syrup horrible horrible oh. stuff anyway that proves that I'm a good actor because I looked like I liked it <laughs> <laughs> well guys thank you very much thank for you it's a pleasure yeah, yeah, cheers everyone thank you as well thanks before we continue on to the panels which we recorded, first of all, I'd just like to apologise to Connor, uh, just in case he's listening, for stepping on that slight heffalump trap, I feel, that I may have done uh, about the scenes with T'Pol. Um, yeah, yeah, I get the feeling maybe there was a, a bit of a story there, and, and maybe some people on set didn't get on with other people, but, but we'll move swiftly past that. And I'd also just like to take this opportunity to remind everyone of the fantastic charity that SF Bull is uh, running aid of. And that is the Teenage Cancer Trust. If you go to the episode description, you'll see a link of how to donate. And uh, just type in Teenage Cancer Trust into Google and you can find it there too. It's a really great charity, um, making lives better for teenagers with cancer. It couldn't be more important. Please donate generously. Now on to, uh, first of all, Connor and Dominic in a panel and uh, just for five minutes and then we've got the whole panel with Casey and with Vaughn. Thank you very much. Yes, dear Okay guys, we had a bit of distortion so we lost some of the audio here but basically the lady who's asking the question asks what's it like uh, working with extras on Star Trek and uh, this is basically where we pick back up where she's talking about one experience she had working as an extra. Yeah, the one experience I've got, um, I was doing a show on the captive by this bad guy and the bad guy appears and we've done the shot a couple of times and the guy who's been a bad guy said, if they're that frightened of me, shouldn't they react? And the director walked up and went, oh my God, I can't think of anything worse than asking a bunch of actual experts to try and get that out. <laughs> and then realised there was about 25 extras looking at them going, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's, uh, the, the Hollywood starscape is flooded with people who started out doing extra work. It's, you know, uh, you can't get trapped into it because you can actually kind of make a living as an extra, uh, not a good one. Um, 
But, you, you know, you, there are people who are out there going to central casting every morning and coming out of the corral. And it's just, I, look, I'm sorry. It's, it's just the way that it is, you know. Um, sometimes. I think, I, if, I, if I had aspirations to act, I would not go starting out as an extra. You know, it's not really the right way to do it. Um, and it does attract a certain breed. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Just happy to sit <laughs> and be, you know, Bad enough as an actor, you feel like a mushroom every now and again, you know, just get in the dark and the door and pass. So it's even worse for the extras. <laughs> he says some things that I think. <laughs> I don't actually say that. <laughs> uh, Hello. Are you, uh, just to finish the extra dialogue, but Ricky Gervais' show nailed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really nailed it. Yes. Hello. Uh, did you both enjoy a walk around Southampton? We did. Yeah, it was lovely. We started the drinking there. <laughs> right. Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you did get further. Yeah. We did. We did. We did. We did. We I know this is how happened before. It's a great city. It's got some real ancient history here. You saw the walls. Saw the walls. Yeah. yeah. Church. Come to the Druids. Yeah. And, uh, okay. I'll <laughs> from Hickwick, Hamwick, uh, and then found our way back to the pub. So the Titanic didn't drink there. We did. I, I wanted to go to the Titanic pub, look like a right local oh, joint. You know, many a, many a sinking has been had in that bar, you can tell. But I have to say this. Proper British pubs. We don't in the states. We don't have anything like that. We were talking about it when we were there. Anything that's like small, intimate, old. We call it dive bar. Yeah. And they're relatively. They can be dangerous. It's LG. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's how the other half lives, and it's the half that you don't want to go out dinner with. Um, and they're open at eight eight thirty in the morning, and you know, I don't know the, there's a guy with a beer and uh, you know bourbon, and it's you know it's. 5.30 in the morning. The whole drinking culture there is very different from, it's illicit and slightly, you know, sinful. Yeah. And, you know, we've grown up in this country, you know, drinking a lot. Drinking's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Um, yeah. you know, even James Corden was on his, I watch his show in America sometimes, at that chat show. And he said, I can't believe it. I have two glasses of wine and I'm out and I'm a bloody alcoholic. Three, and they want to do an intervention. <laughs> You know, and we, uh, he said, I could say, and it's a bit naughty, he said, God, the person has three glasses of wine and ink, they're the designated f***ing driver. <laughs> it's a little naughty. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> true. true. <laughs> Are you looking, you're not drinking tonight. <laughs> Indeed. Studio in his house, he's got 5,000 hats. 
You know, I just think is that people that are losing their hair, they wear more hats. Is that what it is? Since I was like 20, and that's why I'm losing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't have that. I mean, I got to be 70. <laughs> He's got hairs or hats? <laughs> <laughs> I think I still like him. I think I still like him. This is, somebody said to me, how long do you know, have you known each other? We've known each other for over 30 years, haven't yeah. My son was not born when I made, met Casey, my oldest son, and, and he's 31 years old now. Yeah, so it's him too, doesn't it? Maybe I should look at one. Yeah, you should. It's a good hat. You can get it wet. So, uh, uh, did, was, are the, is everybody here new or did something come and hear us talk yesterday? Yes. yes. Who, who heard us talk yesterday? Oh, quite a few. So we have to have new stories today. Anything to say? No, we got, we got way too much to say. No, we do. And we also, if you notice, we brought our axes with us, so we might play a little music, more music for you this morning. And also, I don't, we didn't even mention at this at the show last night, but we have a few CDs of our of two of our albums, if anybody's interested as well, afterwards. William Sire will be signing. We have about 30 left. So, uh, you know, grab them if you want them. And if they're, they're 20 pounds. But part of that goes to the percentage is going to the charity, right? Yeah. So, so there we are. Two so look, you know, let's do this. I'm going to interview Vaughn, and he's going to interview oh. me. How's that? Uh, Mr. Oh. Vaughn Armstrong is with us this morning, and I would like to thank him for joining us. Oh. And uh, Mr. Vaughn Armstrong, now is it that you flew across the pond to visit us today? Yes, today. Today. No. <laughs> Did you fly back yesterday and then fly a minute after? Yes. Uh, my wife had cooked dinner for me. <laughs> And I understand that you try to get out of those dinners as often as possible. <laughs> like I said, best five years of my life. Yeah, and, and next year is going to be the best four years of his life. Yeah, it keeps going down. And it's not all consecutive, you know, it's like one good year here and another one there and one more. Those who have been married as long as me know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or at least some of you do. So, Mr. Armstrong, can I ask you what new projects are you involved in right now? Shut up. <laughs> People always say that when they don't have new projects. Yeah, that's right. This is not true. I'll tell you what I got. Uh, I've got some windows that I have to make at my house because the old ones broke. I have a house that was made in 1921. So everything is kind of, uh, that's no big deal here, right? I mean, everybody's Oh, isn't that too bad? We got a wall next door that's 3,000 years old. I was going to say, but they're not, they're not wood and they don't have plumbing. That's the deal. Mine is wood and has plumbing. I just tore out a wall outside, actually, because it was starting to rot. Tore the whole wall out, put a whole new wall in. We just made new round windows. Now we file that under who gives a shit. <laughs> Look, you asked me the question of what I'm doing, and I'm telling you. I did do a lot of stuff last year, actually. Uh, uh, it was one of my better years. Oh, thank you. Look at that. For um, the accents. That's good. Uh, no, you did. Uh, did they get that show over here, Criminal Minds? Yeah. He did a great episode a few weeks ago. Yeah, one of the best uh, guest stars I've had with 16 scenes, you know? I'm uh, kind of the driving force of the piece. And uh, I also did, oh, it, it's, it's called Future Perfect, if you see that come up again. It showed about three weeks ago, but um, my agent called me and said, Annie Vaughn, Annie, Annie. That's not true. They don't oh, it is true. 
But you know, you have to you have to put yourself in. Nobody puts you in for me. Oh, really? You put yourself in. Huh? I you nominated you myself. myself. I like that you system. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also did a thing called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Anybody ever hear that? It is a big show in, in the States right now. It's a British just one Yemi for Best Comedic Actress. And uh, it's a wonderful music. Were you the Crazy Ex-Boyfriend? <laughs> no, no, no. Crazy Ex-Grandfather? No. <laughs> crazy uh, uh, momentary principal of her child's school. Nasty, nasty man. And I did a, uh, what did I do? I did a Modern Family last year. Uh, I don't know about five other shows, so it was a good year for me. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah. And let's see, what about, I've got a film coming out called Perfect Parents. It's a wonderful film. I play an art, a very famous Argentinian architect. And I had a great Argentinian accent, very sexy. So okay, let me ask you a question here. I'm answering it already. What do, you, uh, what do you do in New York when you're not? when you're not in L.A., what is it you do there? I don't live in L.A. I live in Paso Robles, California, which is a wine country right between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Actually, when you can't sleep tonight, I told some other people, go on YouTube and look up Paso Wine Man. I am the Paso Wine Man, and they're hilarious. They are. Anybody ever seen the most uh, most interesting man in the world commercials? with the for Oh, so yeah, I think they're not here well, he's very much like that, but funnier. But so go on, go on YouTube, pass the one, and I, I had a 300-pound tiger drinking out of my hand while I'm talking about wine, and I, it looked like I looked like I was very relaxed, but I couldn't remember a single line. <laughs> and then go on uh, Facebook and, and like the Paso Wine Man uh, Facebook page too, because there's a lot of cool stuff on that. But I uh, I got that movie coming out. What did I say? Perfect Parents. And also, I may be doing a. a a new television show with my wife, who is a pretty famous cookbook author. Uh, her name is Bridget Vince, and they want us to do a, because of the Paso Wine Man thing, they want us to do a TV show. And I think we're gonna call it Eat, Drink, and Be Married. So, <laughs> so uh, that, you know, that encompasses every, everything that can happen in that, so that'll be fun. Well, tell them about your teaching. I teach at a, a master's program in New York City, uh, Master's, uh, I teach directing and acting to the next generation of people coming out. And right now I'm actually directing Julius Caesar. They, uh, let's see, it's quarter to seven in the morning there. I had to leave for two days of rehearsal to come and visit you, but I'm so glad I did, because I could uh, drink more here. Isn't that nice? You gave up work to come here. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very awesome. I have to say, I have to say that uh, these kinds of events, uh, uh, somewhat smaller events, are so much more intimate and so much more uh, fun for us because we actually get to have contact with people, opposed to the huge ones where there are people who, there, there, some of them they say, no, you can't personalize, no, don't personalize, just keep moving through the lines. You guys pay a lot of money to come to these things. I think we have, you know, I, I think attention must be paid, don't you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, talking about tigers, I had a, a, an experience with a nine-foot tiger at one point in a show called uh, 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 the, the Spirit of Easter, and uh, I played the Roman that killed Christ, and uh, he's the one who did it! <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm John Wayne, truly, 
This man is the son of God. <laughs> but uh, I'm riding this huge white horse down the middle of the aisle of the, you know, uh, thousands of people. They, it's an outdoor thing, isn't it? No, 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 they opened the back wall. They call the Crystal Cathedral, the very yeah. bizarre thing in Los Angeles. No, right? Yeah, it's, it's gone small. bankrupt and the uh, main preacher is now in, in jail. jail. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good thing. But let me fi finish this story and I'll tell that story because uh, he was a crook. And, but I'm writing this, this show has tons of horses in it a nine-foot tiger, two snow leopards, a bunch of camels. They pay a million bucks to do this play, and uh, they make 10 million bucks every year. They did. They don't do it anymore. But I'm the Roman sh soldier riding on this platform about this, this high, down the middle of a bunch of people. And a spirit white horse is uh, the creature that I have to ride toward that nine-foot tiger and two snow leopards, and he doesn't like it. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the tigers do, because they smell food coming. And the horse smells them smelling food coming, so he starts dancing on this thing, and there are people on both sides, and I'm going, no, no, please, just keep going, baby, keep going. Then they start playing nine trumpets in front of this horse. <laughs> now he rears up, and okay, you look really good, but you're gonna kill somebody, so keep going. So we get on the stage, and I'm talking to Christ, you know, I'm on the horse talking to Christ, and, and he started- Many people you don't talk to God. <laughs> Not probably everybody. I have a but God talks him. back to him, that's the story. And this horse backs off the stage. It's like a four foot high stage, and he backs off the stage. His hind legs go down onto the floor, there are people this close. If he had gone any further, uh, he would have hurt somebody. And, you know, I, I just go, come on, get up, get up, jump. And he actually jumped back up on the stage and uh, then started running off. <laughs> I turn around and look at He waved Christ. as he went by. Yeah. I wave at Christ and I say, oh, oh, oh. oh my He's sitting there going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which is the absolute truth. And then. You know, we're on a stage like this, and there's a door about that high, and so my head is going straight for the top of that wall, and I, I duck and go through, and the horse runs into the crowd of extras off stage, and I'm, I'm just going, whoa, whoa, and I get off, and they're saying, man, you are such a horseman. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay alive, you know? It was a lot of fun, I, I enjoyed that a lot, really. You know, well, he gets a he gets a get out of hell free card right? <laughs> for killing Christ. Yeah. But uh, it was something. I mean, they had all these angels like forty feet high flying through the air and something. Angels are always forty feet high, aren't they? Yeah, they're big people. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was that was that that's that's a it was a very very famous show and sort of. Uh, oh, it's glory of Easter, not yeah. the spirit. Glory of Easter. But I always stay away from all those religious shapes. Listen, they paid me a lot of money. The, the deal was, uh, I was the alternate because they played seven days a week. So I learned every role, and when somebody got their day off, I did their role. You have to audition for that thing? Yeah. And they paid me twice what anybody else got because I did all those roles. It was great. So. I got nothing against religion. It pays real good. <laughs> you and every preacher that stood up there, right? Out of devil bullshit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they finally arrested him for fraud, and here's that story. Uh, I used to smoke, you know, so I'm in the boiler room, 
having a cigarette, and uh, there's a piece of tin foil laying there on, on a bunch of wire. And I said, what is that? And the janitor says, oh, that's, a, that's one of them crystal chandeliers they, they put up at the top of the thing when they give them $2,000. I said, what? You, it's a piece of tin foil. I said, yeah, but they don't know that. <laughs> you know, so they give $2,000 and they are, they dedicate this piece of crystal that they put at the top of that thing and it's just tin foil on the wire. I guess that doesn't matter because that's not why they're giving it. No, one, no wonder they don't answer our prayers, right? Yeah. So now he's in jail for fraud, that guy. So, anyway. Praise be whatever. <laughs> um, um, I have a question. Why do you guys come to this? Why do you come here? I, I, I asked this question when we were in, I was in Bellaria one time, and it was fascinating to me uh, uh, what the people had to say, and, and it just it interested me, but I, I mean, like, serious, why do you come? Why do you come? Somebody tell me. Friends. Friends? Friends. That's the answer. Friends? Friends? Who else? Yes. Why do you come? I was on a cruise with these people 11 years ago. <laughs> oh, to see our favorites. Your favorites. Who else? Why do you come? Fun and friends. Fun and friends. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Who else? Best damn fun convention around. Best damn convention around, right? Yeah. 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 More about people from behind the camera. More about people from behind the camera. Why do you come? Because um, I'm a friend of Anne's. I like my friends. Oh, yeah, that's good. I remember you saying this about that scene. I remember this. And 
And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a school teacher, I work really hard, and I just love just to relax. I don't want to go out drinking or doing drugs and stuff. This is what I do to chill. Kids can make it nice, but you know. <laughs> Teachers work harder than anybody else in the world. My wife was a, uh, it, it is still, but she retired not long ago, and she was a sixth grade math and science teacher. And I mean, she never stopped working. She, you know, you take, I, I asked a judge once who was saying teachers get paid too much. And I said, really? Do you take your work home with you? He said, uh, no. I said, well, how much do you make? Oh, 100, 200, blah, 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 blah. I'm going, teachers are paid less, far less than they're worth. They're the most valuable people, some of the most valuable I agree, because I'm a teacher as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, thank you. There we go. Yeah, but it's just somebody. Yes. Um, do I shout? Oh. <laughs> Twist and shout. That's what I want you to do. Um, one of the reasons me and my husband come back every year is that we met at the ball in 2000, and so this is our 16th anniversary. So we've been together 16 years now since we met. Um, a really, really big favour. Um, my name's Melanie and my husband's called Richard and he suffers from extreme bad epilepsy. Um, he's had brain surgery and it's not improved it. Um, unfortunately, the lights last night during the discos caused seizures, so that's why he's up in the bedroom at the moment. So I was wondering, could I just film you just for a moment, wishing him to get better? Would that yes. be all right? Absolutely. Yeah. His name's Richard. Everybody, everybody should uh, tell me about that. That's all my Professional 
and very helpful to me because he'd been there for years and I was just there for a couple of weeks, you know, and uh, really, really a good guy. And, and Richard Biggs, also on that show, became a... He always told everybody he was my brother, but, you know, yeah. he's, he was a black guy and I was the white guy. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, he's my brother. He's his half-brother. Yeah, he, he was the first guy to walk up to me and say, hi, Vaughn, who though he didn't know me. He, uh, he said, hi, Vaughn, it's so nice to have you here on the set. And I did a play with him later about Vietnam, Tracers. I think you saw that with Rick Biggs. And he became a very good friend, and I was so shocked. He passed away, right? He passed away in his 40s from a brain aneurysm. And he had just had a baby, which made it Which hard. was a miracle in itself. <laughs> but yeah, great. It was great to work on that set. Majel was there, you know, uh, Star Trek Majel. Uh, she was on Gene Roddenberry's wife. Yes, yes. Uh, who also recently passed, but she was wonderful too. She was very supportive. Oh, and here's a story about that. I saw a girl, an extra, at the bar on the set, and I thought, that girl looks real familiar, but I didn't know who she was. So then she did something, you know, and I'm the bad guy of the week, so she sees me every day. And she did something with her makeup, and I said, that, that's Kathy Deeper. She was my first girlfriend in this college I went to, and I thought I broke her heart when I left, you know. I, I didn't mean to, I was drafted, so I, I had to go. But uh, uh, I, I went up I said, are you Kathy? And she said, thinking she recognized me immediately, and she said, yes, I'm Vaughn. And she said, yes. I said, no, Vaughn Armstrong. And she said, yes. She didn't know who the hell I was. It wasn't as memorable as he thought he was. I really, I started crying. Somebody had a question back there, too? Yes, yes, sir. How do you find the, the, the UK conventions compared to the American conventions as regards sort of, uh, you know, the way people are around you, the way they react and... You know, Trekkies worldwide are pretty friendly to each other and to us. They're, they're sweet people. They're nice. They, they, you know, the ones we go to are much larger than this in the States. Uh, but um, I've never met a Trekkie I didn't like. Except maybe a good politician, right? <laughs> well, no, that's. No, I, I find I think I find it a little, little more, like I said, a little more intimate and uh, um, uh, more, more interesting to me, at least, because it's somewhat of a different culture, and and uh, it's it's just fascinating. I mean, you know, I've been we've been to France, we've been to. To, to Germany, we've been to all of, all, all of, and the ones in Europe, it's a little different sensibility because I think it's that inclusion thing. I mean, you, well, you come because you, you like seeing each other as much as you like seeing us. That's true in the States, though, too. I mean, they know each other very well. They come, you know, to things for 20 years, their favorite conventions, and people, I've walked two people down the aisle to get married in these things, and uh, uh, one person asked me to be his best man at I went to the wedding in Vegas, and there were three people, uh, three people in in the, the party. Yeah, the Elvis was marrying them, so what yeah. Are you do? <laughs> yeah, it was. So I, you know, the the passion of the people is is pretty much the same. But I agree with you. I like going to these things because it's not our culture, and we get to learn a little bit more about that. But the people are pretty much 
alike, except the guys in Texas. <laughs> They're going, I don't know who the hell you are, but I want to buy your picture anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, anybody else? Just, just. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, good, good. I got somebody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. Um, you mentioned yesterday about uh, the fact that you quite enjoy the prosthetic makeup in Enterprise and uh, and across Star Trek. Therefore, uh, what I want to know is from Casey: When you first started um, doing demand, did you know exactly how much makeup would be involved? No idea. Uh, I was in the very first dramatic IMAX film they ever shot 
and I played the hero of the Alamo, William Barrett Travis. It's still there. It's still running. Yeah. The Alamo's still there. I remember the Alamo. Um, so anyway, but Ira was obsessed with the Alamo, and he had seen that film, and when I walked in the room, he was like, oh my God, this guy was actually came in for this role. I, and so I had, got the, I had had the part the moment I walked in the door, and I didn't realize that. But anyway, from that one day, it ended up being five years on that show, and I went from being Gull Ducat's, you know, kick butt buddy, to uh, the leader of the empire. So it was a fantastic arc to play in something like that. But, and then the, the, another little story about that is, I did a second episode where, where the Klingon, all of the, uh, you know, the captain and everybody on the show, they had, they looked like Klingons, because they were going to invade the Klingon or something like that. And I had a big speech, and I went in there and I did it. And then I got a call about, you know what looping is? Looping is, is when they didn't get the sound right, so you have to go into a studio later, watch yourself on a huge screen, and match your voice to it, right? And they go, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. But they said, well, you didn't, uh, they, I, I walked in, I said, what was the problem? And the technician goes, well, they, I got a note here, says, you didn't sound Cardassian enough. <laughs> I said, what the hell does a Cardassian sound like? And so uh, he said, I don't know. So I just made it a little more military or something like that. But it ended up being a, a, a fortuitous thing, and which always, a long-winded story, all this shows you never, ever know. Your life is never what you expect it to be, ever. And I, I would guarantee that probably everybody in this room can, can say that that's true. I had no idea, one show, I ended up doing that, and our show was over in 99, and here, what is it, 2016? And we're still, we're still coming out and sharing this stuff with you guys. So it was an amazing, you know what it was, it was amazing storytelling was what it was, I think. Because those stories, as I said yesterday, they, they re resonate on a much deeper level than just entertainment, don't you think? Yeah. You know, that they, they have to do with how we should live our lives. You know, how, how and I think all group great storytelling should, should be that way. Instead of, you know, the story about Mark. <laughs> Uh, there's lots of stories. Well, I've known longer than I've known you, by the way. I've known him about 40, 40 some years. Uh, uh, from a show, the LA Shakespeare Festival, a long time ago. And uh, he married a college friend, not friend, a college person that I knew. And I, I happened to know her to be the craziest, meanest girl in the school. But Mark was really happy, and I just couldn't tell him that. <laughs> you know, I, he found out later. Yeah, he found out later. And uh, at one of these conventions, I'm walking down the aisle. Uh, you know, there are people there. And I say, hey, Mark. And he goes, hey, well, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> well, I couldn't break your heart, man. You just got married. How am I going to tell you that? So uh, that, that was my story about Mark. We wish him well. Yes. Hi, Casey. Hi, Paul. Um, question for you each. First of all, for you, Casey, um, at the end of Deep Space Nine, we know you bought the farm. So, how would would you like to see something different happen to your character? You know, if you could rewrote it another way, what would you like to have done? And um, for you, Vaughan, as well. Obviously, we know Enterprise ended quite suddenly and quickly. How would you like to have seen the whole story progress, and maybe as well your character as well? <laughs> I could have been killed off so many times, and because they liked me, they kept it going. You remember uh, Gul Dukat's daughter? 
I, I, I'm not going to kill that woman. She was the third one to play that part, by the way, because she, a very fun story. I'm in the, the, the uh, I'm in the makeup trailer, and they have all, you know, eight or nine people doing people's makeup. And I'm sitting, uh, she's sitting next to me, and they're making me up, and, and there's a, a script for next week coming. It's, oh, let me see what's going on. So I, I'm, you know, you always like to see if you're going to be in the script. So I figured, oh, yeah, great, I'm going to be in the script. I'm sitting, and I said, I killed Ducat's daughter? And she went, <laughs> she jumped up and ran out of the trailer. She had no idea she was going to die. <laughs> Sorry. Because um, they okay, easily could have killed me. But, but if I had to go, which I did, the way I went is the way to go. The last five minutes of the last show of the last season and to die as a hero. So anyway, I get that script. And it says, uh, you know, Damar is killed by what they have in, they have an N slash D. N, N slash D alien. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. So I said, what is that N? He said, well, nondescript alien. <laughs> nondescript. I said, I went to the, to the director, Alan Craker, his name was. I said, Alan, Alan, I can't die like this. I'm a hero. Come on. He said, well, how do you want to die? I said, you know, I want to have a John Woo death. You can go see John Woo movies. I said, I want two big guns and I want to take out 15 guys, and I want to die in somebody's arms. And he said, okay. <laughs> so if you remember that last episode, excuse me, you know, we're sitting there and we, and we attacked, it's like the Alamo, because I really love the Alamo. We attacked the people who, and it was on Cardassia, right, our, our planet, and I got these two monster guns, boom, boom, I'm taking out these, what were those guys with milk going in there? Jim Gadar. Can you imagine being in one of those outfits? Holy man. You look like a rhino that sucks milk out of your neck. <laughs> That's what they look like. So I take them, boom, 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 boom. And then, and then I get shot, my chest explodes like five times, boom, boom, boom. And I die in somebody's arms. But it was Andy <laughs> Robinson's arms. Right? <laughs> and then I tried something, because you know, Vaughn said yesterday, you cannot change a single word in the script without going all the way up the ladder and coming back down. So I wanted to see, I wanted to have the last word, you know. So I, I'm in Andy's arms there, and I say, keep And I die. And uh, I, when I went back to see the show, they kept that in there. And I get a lot of questions at the convention. They say, what were you going to say? What were you going to say, keep what? Keep what? I was going to say, keep the money coming. <laughs> it's true. It's an honor to be in this world that we're in. You know, I had no idea. Uh, I mean, the first convention, I had no idea what it was like. But stepping into this world, and we're talking 99, our show is over. It's a long time. And, but to, to, to be in this world and, this, and to be part of that legacy is, is a huge honor, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Not a whole lot of people uh, in that world, you know? Not, not too many. But I got to tell you about my death, the Admiral Forrest. Ron B. Moore used to be in our band and still plays with us a couple of times, you know, the visual effects director of uh, many of the shows. And uh, he, uh, we made a rehearsal tape for the band, Enterprise Blues Band, in my studio, I guess my garage, but uh, uh, I'm taking this CD for Ron so he can rehearse, and I, I walk into his outer office. Did I tell you this already? 
No, I walk into his outer office and his secretary says, oh, Ron, hi, I'm so sorry to hear about what's happening to your character. What's happening? Do I die? And he says, oh, I, I better not say anymore. <laughs> so I, I go into Ron and I say, Ron, do I die? He says, who told you that? I said, no, 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 doesn't matter, doesn't matter. But he said, Ron, I just didn't have the heart to tell you. But, uh, you know, they called me later that day and they said, Ron, we heard that Ron let you know that we were going to lose you. But uh, they said, the plan is to keep having you back as different aliens. So don't worry, you're still part of the family. And uh, then the show ended like a couple weeks later. So, but um, anyway, I thought that was an interesting story. Would you, the, the question was, how would you like to have seen the oh, show? Well, well, there's one thing I wanted to do, and you got the chance to do it, was, um, uh, you know, I wanted this Klingon, Korath, who uh, in the last episode of Voyager, uh, um, Janeway steals a time machine from him and, and goes and kills the boards. So I wanted to get my time machine back and go have a battle with Admiral Forrest and have Admiral Forrest be the hero. I wanted to be the, and have him kill Karad. You wanted him to kill you. You wanted to kill yourself, basically. Yeah, basically. Have you been to the doctor lately? Sometimes <laughs> I have that problem. I, you know, not every day is a good day. <laughs> Most are. You know, if we're gonna do a song, maybe we ought to do it. Don't you think? Should we do one song? Two, two, maybe? He brought my mind. Can we do Trekkie Decky? Yes. Could we have? Somebody told me this morning they already they couldn't get that damn song out of their Tom told me that. He said, on all night I'm going, Chess and But could we get a volunteer to hold a microphone for us? Anyone? Yeah? Oh, great. There's one. Can we have one more? Wait. Oh, come on up. Yeah, excellent. This is my stalker, isn't it? Yeah. This is my stalker. Ah, see? Still stalking it. It's just Actually, I have to say, um, we were in, I think it was in, when we were at the XL one time, and there was the same situation where we didn't have enough microphones, so this woman came up. And she said, no, it was for him, she said, I'd love to, what did she say, I'd love to blow your mouth organ or something? <laughs> <laughs> and she did! <laughs> One, two, one, two, three, four. Sitting on
Thank you very much to our guests this week, Connor Trenier, Dominic Keaton, Casey Biggs and Vaughan Armstrong. And of course, to the wonderful Sci-Fi Ball and the great charity they do that in support of, which is Teenage Cancer Trust. Please make a donation now. My name's been Dr. Squee. Thank you for trekking with us this week and join us next week for The Retrek. <laughs>